0: Hello everyone, this is Kyle Galaz with Poor to Pro Car Sales Training Podcast, Become a Sales Titan. We are in Season 3, Episode 5. We're going to be talking about controlling the customer. This was uh, brought up to my attention from a salesman out of the East Coast named Rick at Abeloff Nissan, and his sales managers managers were telling him, hey, you need to get control of your customer. But they, they failed to tell him how to and gave him some tips and tricks, so he reached out And here we are. So I dedicate this uh, episode to Rick. And me and Rick actually have a one-on-one coming up this week. Pretty excited about that. Uh, He picked out three or four topics that we're going to cover. And if you guys want to have a one-on-one, message me. I'll get you the details on how it works. We can put a game plan together to get you better and turn you into a sales titan. Uh, Season four is going to have ten episodes. And each one of those episodes is going to be one of the one-on-ones that I've done with you guys so if you guys want to be written in the history books and be a part of this podcast forever then make sure you get a hold of me so we can get you a a one-on-one session and it's an hour long and get you on the podcast for uh, season four should be a fun a fun season I, I look forward to it so if you want to be a part of it the slots are limited so I got seven left so make sure to message me All right, let's get let's start talking about controlling the customer what does it mean to control the customer? Can you physically go out and control a customer, grab their hand, make them sign documents and say, congratulations, make sure to get me a good survey. It doesn't work like that. I think the, the verbiage controlling the customer is wrong. I, I don't think we're looking for control if you're a true professional. And I'm going to tell you the, uh, the fix, how to do this the right way and have a flourishing career and not need control. Okay, because we've all had this brought up in our career at some point. You look outside, and your customer's back out on the lot, wandering, looking at a different vehicle. That's not even the same vehicle you showed them. Okay, so that can be frustrating. But how do you quote unquote get control of your customer? That's what this episode's about. Thank you, Rick, for bringing it up. Let's get started. If you want to try to control somebody, uh, and you want an example of, of how that works go get a pay-per-view UFC event and you can see two people try to control themselves in the octagon. It's called combat when you're trying to control someone else against their will. Okay? And if you look back at when you had little kids or your babysat a 2-year-old and you said, "Hey, little Johnny, don't you open that drawer." What's little Johnny look at you It gives you this look and then he tries to open the drawer, right? It's human instinct to battle when to go against when someone's trying to control you or tell you something to do. Now, imagine trying to tell a 40-year-old professional uh, businessman that's trying to buy a car from you, trying to control him. Okay, It's just not going to happen. So, what do you got to do to get the guy to, to quote-unquote, you be in control of him? That's what we're going to talk about right now. I need you to get a pen out or something to write this down on your phone. And it's going to be these three words we're replacing controlling your customer with these three words and they are be worth following i repeat be worth following what do i mean by be worth following well if you want to be a true professional car salesman that has a career that is flourishing and you're making over a hundred thousand a year then you have to be worth following and not just trying to seek control. If you go to Google Images and you type in boss versus leader, actually go to Google, type in boss versus leader, and take a look at that picture and see how powerful that picture is. Well, that needs to be you, the leader. A boss is trying to get control via power, via um, uh, threats. Control is not the right word. The leader can turn around and sees his whole army behind him. If you look at that picture, actually look at it, message me what you think of that picture because it's very moving for me. So you don't have to seek control if you're a leader. And a true car sales professional that does all the right things doesn't have to control the customer. You don't have to control somebody that's already willing to do what you're asking. Okay, remember that. You don't have to control them if they're already willing. And the way you be can uh, be a leader is by being having some of these attributes so let's go over them If you want a customer to follow you through the process you need to be convincing just like the tone you hear in my voice on this podcast is called passion when someone's passionate about what they do people will follow them to the end of the world and the reason why I'm passionate about the podcast is because I truly from the bottom of my heart want you guys to have better careers make over a hundred thousand a year and I truly want to help salesmen around the world That is the the motivation behind this podcast well when you're helping a customer if you have this passion in your voice if you have true passion of trying to help a customer find the right vehicle and you can say those things to the customer I just want to find you the right vehicle because I don't want you to regret your decision they can hear that in your voice and that is very convincing and people follow a convincing person just look at history books they will follow someone that's convincing. I don't have to tell you to listen to the podcast if you if you're gaining something from it. if you're seeing value in my podcast. I don't have to ask you to listen to it. No different than your customer. I don't have to tell the customer or try to get control of the customer if they're already following me, okay? So be convincing. The next one is be professional. When I look at a true professional, that is on a, a a whole nother level than me, even at my career level, and I see someone that's even more professional, I wanna be like that guy. I wanna know how he did it, okay? So when you're helping a customer, if the customer's smoking and joking, spitting tobacco and, and dropping F-bombs, don't do that. Don't try to mimic your customer in that regard. Hold yourself accountable and be that professional because the customer, if you can get them to looking at you like you're on some pedestal and you're the most professional person they've ever met, they will follow that guy. If you act like them, you they don't want to follow a guy that's just like them. thats They're already that person. And they're certainly not going to brag to their friends about you if you're just like them. Oh, man, I met this guy. He was just like me. Oh, okay. Or they go brag about their friends about a guy that they want to grow. Up. Man, when I grow up, I want to be like that guy. Wow, I met this guy at the car lot. I bought this car from him. Holy moly! You need to go see this guy. Okay. So if you want people to follow you and not have to try to control them, you need to be professional. You also need to be valuable, and this is how I know you're already valuable because you've experienced this before. Have you ever sold a car and the customer invited you over for barbecue? Or the customer brought you and, and the dealership donuts the next day or brought you a coffee or a gift card or sent you a referral. They saw so much value in you that they spent even more money and more time on you. Okay? That's called value. That's called being valuable. And when customers can see that kind of value in you, they they want you to make more than your normal commission. Okay. That's someone that they'll follow to the end of the earth. You don't have to control that person. You don't have to try to gain control because they will follow you. Another one is be different. If I were to interview every salesman in America, a lot of them would fit into the same categories of, of professionalism. They probably have the same walk-around skills, same product knowledge, same enthusiasm, right? But if I meet someone that's completely different and unique, that's the kind of person that will earn some business a little bit more than the, than the normal salesman. Because you don't fit in the same category as the normal guy, the normal salesman. So be different. People like different and also be exciting people follow someone that that gets them uh, feeling good okay so if you if you got a customer that's got 50 50 percent excitement level and you're at a hundred and fifty percent excitement level then you guys both equal out to a hundred percent that's an exciting exciting day exciting car sale but if the customers at 50 percent excitement level and you're at 60 percent excitement level you guys will level out to 55 percent that's a boring car sale and you probably won't make it you gotta counter your customer with excitement because if you can get them really excited about the process then you don't have to try to control them they'll just keep following you through the process okay because they're excited they want to buy a car they haven't felt this way in years at a car lot so yeah I wanna what's next okay so remember those three words be worth following Okay. Now another part where salesmen uh, fail is is not telling the customer and being informative uh, informative of what's next in the process. So remember, in the perfect walk around, if you're doing a killer walk around, you're already talking about things that they're gonna feel in the test drive. So when you're telling this beautiful walk around you're talking about things that they're going to experience on the test drive and you're telling about this road that you got with a sharp turn and you're going to experience what the manufacturer was really trying to tell you through the performance of this vehicle and I get to show you through the steering wheel through the gas pedal and brake pedal what they're trying to do okay so in your walk around they know that the next item up for bid is the, is the uh, demo drive They they have a clear idea of what's next Okay, so you're not having to control them and tell them, okay, now we need to go on a test drive. They want to go on a test drive. Do you see how there's a difference in trying to control a customer to go on a test drive versus them wanting to and following you? That's what I mean about controlling the customer through being worth following. Okay. Now, when you're on the test drive, if it comes up organically or when you get back from the test drive, what's next after the test drive? Time to go in and work numbers. Okay? But if you say, okay, now it's time to go and work numbers, that sounds boring, it sounds like a visit to the dentist, it's going to hurt. No one wants to hear, okay, it's time to work numbers. That's where they say, well, we're going to think about it. Okay, But if you word it something like this and, and, and be convincing, then they'll follow you right in the showroom. And This is how something that you can say in as an example. Well, I'm glad you liked the vehicle and the way it drove. I was super excited about showing you that. At this point, I'm gonna take you inside, get some very basic information because I wanna make sure that you're making a fully educated decision on whether you buy this vehicle or not, okay? And I need to do my job to make sure I'm selling you the right vehicle, okay? Because the last thing I wanna do is sell you the wrong vehicle And I just want to make sure that I got all the right information so you can make an educated decision and I can hand that information over to you okay now you see how I worded that to where now the customer is oh yeah yeah I want to make sure I'm making an educated decision yeah let's go inside I'm still doing the same thing I'm working numbers because that's the next step but instead of saying uh, okay, it's time to go work numbers. Well, why don't you want to work numbers? Okay, now I'm trying to get control. I've lost control. Now I'm trying to get control. But if I word it like, I want to get you the rest information so you know you're making a, a, the correct uh, decision of whether to buy it or not. And and I want to make sure I'm doing my job. So I am selling you the right vehicle. The last thing I want to do is is try to sell you the wrong vehicle. So let's go in and get the rest of it. Okay. So you see how I split that up. One of them they want to follow you. One of them I'm trying to get control okay now you're at the desk this is where the customer is by themselves for a for a moment okay you're going to work the deal with your manager there's already two salesmen in front of them and it's a 30-minute wait to work your deal okay so now your customers are mind-wandering oh now they're back on the lot looking at a different truck that's a different color and it's way more expensive and you know it's not going to fit their budget okay so there's a time And that's usually when the sales managers see this. Well, get control of your customers. So what what can you do to keep customers at your desk? Have you ever thought of this? Is your desk really boring and it just has uh, pamphlets and things that the dealership sells? How about you do this at your desk to keep your customer's mind off of, hey, we're just sitting around. Have uh, cell phone chargers at your desk really cool wireless ones wires so they can charge because most customers can't be too far away from their phones right and most customers have fifty percent on their phone thirty percent on their phone at this point so if they have a place to plug it in guess where they're gonna stay they're gonna stay at your desk now if you don't want to do the charging stuff get something on your desk that they can do like a maze I want you to try this maze while I work the numbers I was able to beat it in three minutes and eighty two seconds no that doesn't make sense three minutes and eighteen seconds (laughs) <laughs> so that gives the customer something to do. You're not necessarily controlling them, but you're controlling the scenario and you're not allowing them to wander off and have the ability to find something else. OK, so give them something to do at your desk. You can have uh, a, a fridge full of different drinks they can pick out. You can show them where the coffee is. You can show them where the 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 bathrooms are, but give them something to do while you go work those numbers, because that is also um keeping control of the of the process okay so remember to be clear about the process give them something to do while you're at the desk and make sure they know what's coming up next be informative in, in not just the vehicles features but be informative on, on the car buying process okay now here's something that I've mentioned in a, in a previous episode is uh, is when you're a baby your mama tells you what to do when you're a toddler your daddy tells you what to do when you go to school, your teacher tells you what to do. When you get a job, your boss tells you what to do. So people, their entire lives have been conditioned by the system to be do- to be told what to do. Well, when they meet somebody that can hold themselves kind of an authority figure, okay, and you can establish that you're a professional way above their skill level, they'll start looking at you as someone above, someone that's kind of authoritative. And they've been conditioned their whole life that, oh, yeah, I follow this guy. He knows what he's doing. I don't got to think about it. I don't got to question it. This man is a professional. He's done everything right. He's being clear of what's next. I will listen to this guy. So without controlling him, just by do controlling the customer, just by doing what you do professionally, they will follow you to the ends of the earth, right? They're going to follow you through the car process because they've been conditioned since they were born. People need to be told what to do, and you need to lead them. And if you want to have a flourishing career, you don't have to control customers. They follow you through the process because you've built trust. You've built uh, that you're a professional salesman. You've shown them that you're knowledgeable. You've shown them that you know the competition. And you've done everything to the point where they can trust you and follow you to the end of this car deal. Without having to use control tactics. Okay? Just like I don't have to tell you to listen to this episode, I didn't tell you to listen to this episode. You just did it because you want to you get better. Well, the customer, it's, an, it's no different for them. They want to make sure they're getting the, the better deal. And if you can show them that they're getting the better deal with you, then you don't have to control them. They just follow you. So remember, be worth following. Okay, now the passion part. Listen to this. This is how I know you're getting better because you're, you're working after work. Okay, This is my day off. I've spent hours today getting this podcast going and making sure it's right. So the fact that you're working after work tells me that you're going to the next level. Okay. the people that clock out and still continue to think about the car business are the guys that are making over a hundred thousand a year. They can't shut the car business off. It's a blessing and a curse. Okay? They are the car business. If you get blood out of my system and look through in a microscope, you're gonna see car business. Okay, that is how you get to the next level of your career. Is this is all you think about. Yes, you have a family, yes, you spend time with them, but if you if you're seeking to become that that sales professional that you dream of being, you got to do what you got to do and you got to work after work. Those are the guys that are successful. So keep doing what you're doing, getting better. And whether you listen to me or a different podcast, I'm just proud of you for or for putting yourself out there. Okay. If you want to be in season four, make sure you message me, set up a one-on-one. I'll get you the details on it. We'll put up a game plan for you to get you better in the, in this car business. So I appreciate you guys making it this far. Again, my name is Kyle. It's an honor to be able to do this podcast for you, and I'm glad I get support from around the world now, literally around the world in so many different countries are listening to Porter Pro Car Sales Training Podcast. I'm honored to help. Kyle Galaz, signing out.